Digify Africa and Flash Conversations. Happy 10th birthday, Digify Africa. Hala, 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 hala. Thanks for being so patient, everybody. My name is Subim Boya Arnold, and I'm here with the wonderful Digify Africa team. I am so excited that we're celebrating a really great journey of theirs, of impacts and innovation. But it's not about me, it's about our fantastic panel today. So without any further ado, time is not on our side. So we have the CEO of Digify Africa, and that is Gavin Wheel. Can we give him a warm welcome? All right, and then Mohare, Digify Africa CEO, looking beautiful. Can we give her a little bit of a ala ala? Come on now. And then last but certainly not least, we've got Live Mag alumni, my brother, and that is Rafiwa Maneta. Ala ala, ala ala. So, as I said, everyone, um, Digify Africa really has a, a close uh, and a special place in my heart as a social entrepreneur. We recently did a boot camp with you guys for Sunshine Cinema, and we'll unpack that a little bit more later, and that really is instilling tools of entrepreneurship and digital skills for young budding, young budding entrepreneurs on an African landscape. But most importantly, while we're here today, not only are we celebrating a really remarkable 10-year journey, but Digitify Africa, a youth organization creating spaces for dialogue, is very important to Digify Africa. And as we celebrate a decade of digital skills impact and innovation, we're going to reflect not only on the opportunities of young people today, but also the challenges, but most importantly, the future of digital economy, not only in South Africa, but in Africa. So let's kickstart it off. Where it all began. I know, Gavin, as entrepreneurs, we are problem solvers. And as social entrepreneurs, this is QFR. It's about lifting up those social injustices in societies. And I know that most of the kids that go through our programs and are employees of Digify Africa are from urban and peri-rural South Africa. So whatever skills that you are imparting and teaching them are lifelongs and intergenerational. Where did it all begin with Digify Africa? Wow, I feel like I'm going to tell a real origin story now because it started, well, for me, it started in the UK, in South London, where we started a magazine called Live Magazine, which was aimed at helping teenagers there kind of uh, have a voice in their community and learn skills that could help them get into the media. Um, and I ran that project in, in Brixton in South London for almost 10 years. And then it was kind of fate that gave me the chance to come to South Africa in 2010 um, with the prospect of, of launching Live Magazine here. Um, it was a series of random events that kind of led to that, which I don't have time to go into here. Um, but when I spent time here, I, I think I was just really struck by the possibility that what we'd created in, in London could resonate here and could create a social impact here. And I was lucky enough to meet a funder who shared that vision and they gave me some money and I moved to Cape Town 10 years ago. Um, and we started off with Live Magazine South Africa, which was our first project, uh, which um, 
was a youth magazine created entirely by young people. Um, and they had complete creative and editorial control, but through the process they learned the skills of content creation, media, journalism, design, etc. And then through, the, through a boot camp process, we would then, at the end, help place them into jobs. Um, and so we ran that for many years, um, but at some point it changed into Digify. But that was where it started. Live Magazine was the, was the original. You seem to be nodding your head when he talks about Live Magazine, conjuring up memories, Rof. I mean, yeah, so like Gavin said, there used to be like a physical magazine. Um, that's how I actually joined Live Magazine slash Digify. It was in 2014, so I was a deputy editor of the last sort of print issue. Um, and like Gavin said, we had three months to put together a physical magazine. You put it together, and then after that, they, you know, kind of place you somewhere. I was actually placed at the company itself, as in Liberty. Um, but I came in as very much like a writer. Like, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to write books. Uh, but there was a woman who was um, in charge of digital at the time. Her name was Beth. And she kind of like steered me towards social media. She was like, it's great that you want to write, but you might want to have a look at the industry itself. And I think the signs of collapse were already there. Um, and so initially, I worked on a project called Red Bulama Pigo, because that was in-house, as in we did the social media, ran the website. Um, and then after a while, I went to Red Bull, as in proper. They poached me. Um, so, yeah, I'm, in, I'm at TikTok now. But that's just to say, like, I think if it weren't for that type of thinking, I might still have been a journalist um, instead of, like, a digital marketer, as you were. Live Mag gave birth to Digital Pro? Yes. Digify Pro. Digify yes. Pro, yeah. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Digify Pro started in 2014, and it was really, it, it was based on Live Mag. So we... You know, we had this methodology of let's immerse a group of young people into a situation where they would have to learn, and at the end of it, they'd be ready for a job. Um, so when we switched from live to Digify, we really just changed the, the kind of industry almost. So, we were, you know, that worked for journalism, but we thought digital marketing, that's where the jobs are, that's where there's demand. So we created this boot camp experience of like being a mini agency 20 young people, unemployed, yeah. interested, showed some talent, but maybe hadn't had the opportunity. Yeah. We immersed them in it for 12 weeks. And then, whereas with LiveMag, maybe half would get jobs at the end. With Digify Pro, every single person got a job within a couple of weeks wow. of, of it finishing. Yeah. So, and yes, that, can we give a little bit of a clap there? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> And that trend has really continued with, with Digify Pro, which we still run now. So Kagas, Liberty Africa to Digify Africa. Tell us that journey. So um, a lot has changed in the last 10 years for us as a company. And I think that name change was also quite central to it. You know, so as Gavin has spoken, um, it was when I mean, we started out as taking something that existed in the UK and brought it to South Africa. But I think by that time, around 2018, 2019, reflecting on who we were as a company was quite different from um, something that started out in the UK, you know, and I think looking at a program um, like at the time we had run Digify Bytes, 
which I think had really shown us what the potential was for the programs and the kind of impact we can have on the continent. I mean, that's a program where we trained 80,000 young people across 10 countries um, on the continent, you know. And for us, that was just, there's definitely something there, you know. And I think that that um, was really important for us to also, yeah, really just position ourselves as an African company by Africans for Africans, you know, with African solutions. Um, and that's really what's been the main thing, I think, about Digify Africa. It, 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 it really is like our commitment to digital skills training for young people of this continent. And the name change has been quite important for us. You heard the reactions from our people that the scale, you guys are talking big numbers. I mean, even like, I'm just like 80,000. That's a I lot. Mean, How did we do that? I mean, that <laughs> is monogamous. You know, so here's to another 10 years of Digify Africa. Thank you, thank you. 100 Pardon? years, I like that. Yes, yes. yes. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, Sissy, before, you know, we all started, we were hanging around. I love the fact that you highlighted to you that what you do with uh, Digify Africa is a job, it's a calling, it's a purpose, and you can see tangible change in present moment of what you're kind of doing. Some of us who try and do things and we really maybe not even live to see the kind of dreams that we're here to do, but you are in this moment and seeing it reflectively. Tell us more about that. It's wild to be sitting right next to Rafiwa, you know, um, and to, I mean, I think I remember the first time I interacted with like Live Mag, I'm not too sure if you were part of that cohort, but I was coming in to do um, social media training for, for, for journalists, you know, and a lot of people in that room are now at TikTok, are now at, I mean, I was, uh, we, we, we were just speaking with one of our alumni, uh, Muiponi. So when I first joined the company, it was as a project manager for one of our programs that Muiponi was part of. And now she's just like, oh yeah, I just made partner at Bubblegum Club. You know, like, it's, it's really amazing to see the young people who sat in the interview with you and they could, like, barely articulate themselves and they weren't too sure of themselves, you know, and to see them, like five years later, them calling us to now say, hey, I'm at this agency, I'm now at, like, in a position to hire other young people and I want to find young people like, like me who are going through the Digify program, you know. So for me, it gets really tough at times to be, like, running a company, you know, and there's times where you're just like, oh, do I really want to do this? And then on Facebook, you know, Facebook memory pops up. I'd just seen... Uh, two days ago of um, our Cape Town cohort, one of our earlier cohorts of Digify Pro, um, and just to see those young people there and to see where they are now, for, for us, it's just like that constant reminder to keep going, you know, that constant, like, just filling you with, with, with that inspiration to, to, to keep moving, you know. So it is like the likes of Rolf who really keep us going, you know, because you know that what you're doing actually means something and it makes a difference, you know, for us to be able to see, I mean, we started off with a tagline about like the next generation of digital talent. And legit, when you look at, you know, um, where our early graduates are now, they really are the next generation in the industry, um, next generation in agencies really changing things up, you know, so it just, yeah, it's confirmation to, to keep, what we're, keep doing what we're doing, as difficult as it might be at times. I, I get a, such a good vibe um, from the both of you, from all three of you, just the, the, the energy that you get from these kids that you work with. And that's something that you really, it's hard to describe. But when you talk about them, Sis Q, it's like, you know, kicking I love it. them, man. Yeah, I love legit. them. Like, and, just, and I think they're also, and the nature of digital is that, like, so we might have taught you, like, one, two, and three, yeah. 
but what you're doing is actually now like 10, 11, 12, like you're doing stuff that we never ever thought of. So like even the work that you're doing now at TikTok wasn't even part of like Live Mag, you know, so and... Hold on. Yeah, that, your job didn't exist hold on. actually. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the nice thing is that, I mean, there's stuff that you guys are going to be part of like in five years time that what we're doing right now is the roots of it. But we keep looking at our own alumni to see what's next, you know, to be seeing what, what, what is TikTok doing now and how do we build the next generation that's now going to work for everywhere, you know? Mm, no, I was just agreeing with um, Q's point. So initially, like when I got there, like I said, I was a journalist. Um, when I was studying journalism, like social media manager wasn't really a thing. And it became sort of a thing while I was at Digify. Um, what I'm doing at TikTok now, that job didn't exist like two or three years ago. You know what I mean? So I think that's the advantage of digital. Like who knows what's going to be possible in the next four or five years. Um, so yeah, I think, like she said, like you learn a couple of things and then you just run with it um, towards the end. You're sitting there like the proud spiritual father, you know, in basking in his glory. Okay, moving on. So for the past five years, Facebook has supported Digify Africa in delivering impact-driven digital skills training. Let's take a look. Kevin, feedback, what do you think? Tell well, us about what your thoughts about that. So that was Sherry Zinareva, who is the head of public policy programs for uh, Europe, the Middle East, and Africa for Facebook. Sorry, it's a jo long job title, but 
just wanted to put her in context. So she, she's our kind of main lead partner at Facebook. Um, and we've become Facebook's biggest partner in terms of their economic impact work in Africa um, for the public policy program. So we're really proud of that. I mean, it gives us a lot of scope to make the impact we want to make. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great working with a brand like that because they take risks um, and you can take risks with them. Uh, so, you know, it's not like the usual funding arrangements. We can call them up and say, hey, we've had this idea. What do you think? And, you know, a few weeks later, you might be working on it, you know. So um, we started off kind of really do doing our bread and butter programs with them. So Digify Pro is supported by them and Elisa Laman Boost. But now we've kind of moved into innovation space. So we've been building WhatsApp learning chatbots with them, uh, which is our kind of latest innovation that we're very excited about. I can't keep up with these guys. I can't keep up. I think that's the point. So, guys, tell us about Digify Pro and tell us about Boost Facebook for Entrepreneurs. Yeah, so we run a couple of programs. Um, one that is nearest to my heart. I'm so happy. I, look, I can talk about Digify all day, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, Digify Pro is really about taking young people, particularly those who wouldn't be able to afford university. You know, I think we, um, in, in, in the context of Fees Must Fall, we understand that that's not an opportunity that's afforded to everyone. When we look at advertising schools, even worse, you know. Um, and we really, I mean, we, we, we talk about high potential um, young people who really just need that opportunity. Take them through an intensive boot camp. Um, literally anyone who survived Digify Pro, you need just a certificate just for that because it really is... Intensive. It's really about how do we give you a feel of what agency life is going to be about. And anyone who works in an agency knows that it's, yeah, quite a thing. Um, live briefs. We have people from the industry coming to speak to you as well. Um, you're, you're, you're working on different um, live briefs each, 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 each week. There is a new topic each week, but we take you through the A to Z of digital marketing. And after that, um, we then place you in, in, in agencies, you know, and that's the, the program that Gavin was speaking about where we have had, um, yeah, I mean, close to 100% to this day of placement rate, you know, and the program runs in Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa. And Nigeria was wild because, I mean, remember for the first um, cohort that we ran, we had over 800 applicants for a program that can only take 20, you know, um, and the demand for it has, yeah, I mean, the demand for it has, 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 has really been a lot. And I think the industry, what we get from, from those who hire our graduates, it's always that, like, our graduates are ready to hit the ground running because I think for us, when we design our programs, it's really about giving you the skills that you can use today. So, like, whether you've come through just a one-hour program or you've come through the, the, the six-week boot camp, whatever you walk out with, it's something you can use today to either kickstart your career uh, within digital marketing, or what we started finding a lot of our graduates were actually doing was setting up their own mini agencies, um, or just freelancing, you know, and that's really been, when we go into any program design, it's about when you leave here, have something that you can do to earn money today, you know, um, and not so theory-based, but really hands-on, you know. Um, so that's Digify Pro, and that's a really amazing program um, that, yeah, just keeps churning out the most amazing talent. We also have um, Boost with Facebook, which is really looking at entrepreneurs. So we've got 
Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, which are largely social tools, but you would not believe how powerful they are as business tools, you know? Um, and again, hands-on lessons that are really just about, let us teach you how to run your Facebook advertising. Let us teach you how to grow your audience on Facebook. Understand what all of these stats actually mean for you and for the content that you're producing. A lot of uh, businesses had to shut down their shops, you know, and we teach you this is how you can open a shop on Facebook. You know, this is e-commerce, the basics of e-commerce, you know, and sort of just demystifying a lot of, uh, um, a lot of that for businesses, you know, and to how they can use it for their business today, you know, and we've really been able to, to, to see quite a lot of um, entrepreneurs come through that program and really just better understand this phone that we carry, just how important that is for your growth um, as a business. We also have, you know, Elise Alam, which is about internet safety that we are rolling out nationally in schools. And the amazing thing with that one that we've been able to do is we are using teachers who are currently in the classroom as our trainers. So we train them up. And the nice thing about that is that even when we leave the school, that teacher is still there and that knowledge is still there with them. So they're able to continue teaching the next grade um, that, they, that they get exposed to, even if we aren't there. So, you know, it just really speaks to sustainability, you know. But for us, it's just been about um, the programs that young people need today to help, like, equip them to make a living today, but also to keep them safe as they, as they do that is really how we approach any of the programs that we design. <laughs> so, I mean, the nice thing about as well, I mean, look, COVID has caused quite a lot of, like, yeah, uh, challenges for us. But the one thing that it allowed us to do was to move all of our programs to online. So, whereas before we were really, like, limited by you had to be in Joburg or in Cape Town to attend Live Mag or to attend Digify, now, I mean, we were able to do our first Pan-African cohort. So we had in the same classroom students from Nigeria, Kenya, and South Africa. One week you would be working on a brief from an agency in Nigeria. The next week you're working on an agency um, in Kenya. So able to do that. But then that also means that for something like Boost, it is open to literally anyone. And I know that we have a lot of focus on young people, but when it comes to digital, we know that it's not just young people who don't have that understanding, you know? So our programs are completely open to anyone to, to join. So yes, I look forward to seeing your name on the registration there. Um, and yeah, I think you'll find the, the content really worthwhile. Yeah, no, I think I'm just like, um, I think, yeah, sometimes you forget like how time time moves by so quickly. So this, in 2014, I remember, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say who the first sponsor of like Digify was, but I remember when Gavin was pitching this and he was telling us like, okay, cool, we're going to start this. I think it was meant to lot. I, I can. Yeah, it was Google. <laughs> so it was Google. And I think it was like a year contract, you know, it was running parallel to live magazine. So in our heads, this was supposed to like run for a year. You know what I mean? And, you know, um, I left Digify, well, Liberty in 2016 and it's always amazing to see like the scale, like just how much it's grown. Because initially this was, thing, this was a thing like where you had to be in the Johannesburg office with 20 people. And then I saw it grow to, have, to Johannesburg and Cape Town. And that's the kind of the last time I had a look at it. It was just sort of like a cohort of 40, 20 from Johannesburg, um, 20 for, from Cape Town. And then I look this year and it's like, okay, cool, but we have this going on. We're building WhatsApp bots. And I think that also speaks to kind of like the demands of what, you know, um, the skill shortage that, you know, they're addressing. Um, some of this stuff is, like, really easy to learn. You know what I mean? Like, you could learn how to, you know, write up a, 
um, a content strategy, like maybe in an hour. It's just like, I think just some, sometimes it's accessibility. Like if you don't, if you can't connect to the internet and someone's delivering it on WhatsApp, then all the better. So yeah, I think I'm just always surprised at just how much it's grown, um, is the point I was making. <laughs> and then since you're on such a roll, my brother, um, just opportunities of challenges that you find that young people are facing, obviously uh, data access, internet capabilities, accessibilities, all of that. Um, highlight some of those things that you have gone through as a young black African and um, ways that we can overcome it you know, as individuals and as Digify and what you have done to overcome those challenges and barriers to entry. Cool. So I think the biggest one will always be accessibility. Like, yeah, so essentially if, like I said, um, the Digify program, like for example, like it's available online, like it's like a, a course you can do at Google, like at your own pace, but if you don't have, you know, Wi-Fi, if you can't connect, or if you don't have anyone who could hold your hand through the process, like it's going to take forever or you're going to fail it. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing, like accessibility and having sort of like an industry expert or, you know, people who could tailor the content for you. Um, I think Karaza mentioned earlier on that, you know, they've been doing WhatsApp bots. So there's one I've actually, we've, um, you know, Digify has been working on called Lisedi. Like I've been doing some copy for that. That's pretty cool because it's like sort of the Digify experience on a WhatsApp bot, you know what I mean? Like as in, it talks about online safety, um, it talks about how to navigate the internet. And so, like, even if you don't have, like, 20 gigs of data to sit through, like, intensive, um, you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that, you could literally add the, add the bot onto your phone. Um, and then, you know, it's literally, you know, the images, there's text, um, there's voice notes. And I think that's a bit easier. Like, if you don't have, like, um, the scope of bandwidth it would take to sit through, like, maybe, like, a YouTube video. So just, like, things like that, you know what I mean? Because I think the info's there, but I think people need to tailor it to, to themselves. And some of this is like really, really, it goes into minute detail. I think it's things we take for granted because, you know, like for example, I grew up on the internet. You might take it for granted that someone might not know what a URL is. Someone might not know how to set up an email. So like the, the, the WhatsApp parts themselves, they go into like really, really granular detail. Um, it's like, yeah, like Digify, but for someone who you know, maybe had never encountered the internet before. And I think that's amazing because, yeah, like I said, like, um, you know, growing up as sort of like a semi-privileged, middle-class, you know, um, black, young black South African, I think you take it for granted that not everyone has the kind of access you have. Um, so, yeah, I think like things like WhatsApp bots, but specifically tailoring information, you know, and putting it on platforms where people um, are likely to see them. I think that's, that's the next thing. Gavin, that's a beautiful answer, thanks. Um, Gavin, so, you know, Kaga has touched on unemployment and poverty. So how are we trying to, as Digify Pro and Boost Facebook, really trying to solve these kind of problems? So we have chosen the lane of thinking about how the digital economy can move the needle for these problems. And that's because, um, you know, we see it as a net creator of jobs and uh, also, like what we could call work opportunities, which could be anything from a nine-to-five job through to a bit of freelance work or starting a business or doing all of the above. So there's so many spectrums of ways to earn a living through having digital skills. So that's the opportunity, um, you know, and that's the opportunity to do things that could help people, whether they live in a city or a rural area or everything in between. 
Um, so I think that's one of the big learnings we've come up with over the, over the last 10 years. Because in one way, we're always seeing the glass half empty. Yeah. Because it's great to sit in a room like this and say, oh, look at all the people we've worked with and the impact we've had. But actually, you know, I think in, in our roles, we often think, well, it's just not, that's not enough. You know, and it will never be enough because you always look out there and see, well, all the people who don't have access to this. So we're trying to constantly scratch that itch. And I think that is what's led us to looking at platforms like WhatsApp because it's almost the complete opposite of putting 20 people in a room of, in Johannesburg and training them, which is easy in a sense, you know, and we know it works. But now how do we get these skills out to you know, people who are sitting out there with very little access to, you know, a computer or the internet. Um, and that's the platform we, we, we felt had the best chance of making those connections. It's not going to solve that problem, but if we can start to, you know, introduce these skills at a grassroots level, starting with digital literacy, which is what we're doing with our new Lacedi bot, which, which is launching soon. Um, and a digital literacy program we're going to be doing over the next year, which we'll, we'll be able to announce soon, um, a national digital literacy campaign to try and help thousands of people get onto the internet, use it to the benefit of their lives, their education, uh, you know, be able to bank and access government services. Like Roth said, we take it for granted, sitting in our privileged bubbles, that everyone's doing that already, but they're not, you know. Um, so we're trying to worry about those things um, and, and, and come up with creative, scalable solutions to try and address them. And it's really hard. And, and, and a lot of the time we, you know, we fall short of the mark, but we just have to keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Okay, let's find out a little bit more about Naledi WhatsApp learning platform. Thank you.
empowering new generation of entrepreneurs, giving them the chance to connect, create, and collaborate from Africa to the world, one emoji at a time. The lady says hello. Wow, incredible. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ruff, you're the young person in the room. You want me to talk about WhatsApp? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily work on Naledi. I mean, I've interacted with Naledi. Like I said, I worked, um, I'm working on Lisedi. Um, but yeah, I've worked. Sis Q, do you want to? Sure. So, we actually are working on three bots that we have. So, um, one is uh, Naledi who is, uh, we've just met a lady here, and that is um, based off of the, the, the boot of Facebook. So it's really about entrepreneurs and how to really help the entrepreneurs understand um, social media for business. Then we have Lisedi, which is all about digital literacy. So it's quite the introductory um, program uh, or, or bot that we have. And then we have Kito that looks at um, internet safety training, and that's looked at equipping teachers um, just to sort of better deal with the issues that they deal with in the classroom and to support their students. And what I really love about um, our bots is that they're like personalities, you know. So each of them have got names, little emojis. Actually, that Naledi um, was sort of built uh, or, or based on one of the young people that we had working, working with us, you know, and just what the team has done to really just... Make it like you're talking to your friend, you know. Um, also, when we talk about representation, to know that these are all like black little characters, you know, um, which is really important in the tech space for us to be able to to see ourselves. You know, Kito is a, is a black lady with a head wrap and all, you know, and I think, there we go, right? <laughs> um, and I think that, yeah, I just, <laughs> it makes, maybe, maybe that's our next bot name, Shubi, you know. <laughs> Um, it just makes the learning easier. It makes it less daunting. It makes it less like learning, you know. Um, and I loved how you said, oh, I just do some copy for, for, for the bot. The team does so much more. I think when you look at, you take learning content, and there's so much work that goes into how do I write copy that turns this content that would have been delivered as, as a lecture but now it's delivered on WhatsApp, you know? So even the way young people talk, even how do I minimize that content? It's a lot of work. It's not just writing copy. Like, it's, it's a lot that you guys are doing, and that's really, really fantastic to actually see it translate um, and how the copy that you, that, that, that you write actually works and is effective in teaching um, the different lessons that we have, you know? So, poor choice of words. Um, yeah. <laughs> Writer. <Yeah. laughs> no, but I mean, what I mean by that is, so I think we started working on the part like a month back, and this was the first time. So I've done quite like, you know, different kinds of writing, but this was the first time, like I had to write for WhatsApp. Um, and I think with the part itself, what, what the writing forced you to do is actually understand what you were writing before you, you wrote it. You know what I mean? Because you're writing for, you're taking essentially like maybe... 16 pages um, of learning material and you have to make it like into, I don't know, like three to five minutes of like, you know, digestible copy. I've been a journalist before. I've written columns. Plenty of journalists still and do write about things they don't know about. Like it just happens sometimes. They're like, ah, I can get away with this. I could not get away with that. Um, yeah, so essentially... <laughs> no, I'm talking about columnists. <laughs> I'm talking about columnists. But yeah, I mean, just... Generally speaking, like, I think this was really cool, and it might sound a bit platitudinous, but, yeah, it was, 
yeah, it was really amazing to work on something that had, you know, a bit of meaning, you know what I mean? Um, something that isn't advertising per se, you know what I mean? Not copywriting to sell a product or, you know, um, telling people to log on to Facebook to look at so-and-so, but it's actually something, you know, you're writing and, you know, for me, it was a bit of a challenge because it was like you're writing a few things that you know instinctively, like how do you log on to the internet? But when you sit down to write it for a part, it's like, okay, cool, but how do you log on to, an internet, to the internet? You go to Google Chrome, but what's Google Chrome? It's a web browser. What's a web browser? It's something that, you know, houses, you know, but that's the level of detail, you know, you had to go to, you had to go into. So, yeah, I think that was pretty cool. Like, I can't wait for the, the bot to launch. I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to say when, um, but yeah, I think just going from that process is in like having, you know, um, you know, the team explain what it is they were going to do and seeing, play, seeing that play out in real time. Um, I think that was an amazing process. As we wrap this up, for IR, as innovators, as pioneers, as future generators, where are we at? Where do you want to be, Gavin? Well, we're always trying to look at where the skills are going. Um, that, will, that will inform the kind of the content of our programs. Um, I think that... <laughs> You know, it's, it's quite hard to, tr to track how future skills are developing because they haven't happened yet. Yeah. But we can, we can follow along closely, you know. And we're, we're always trying to design for the near future. Yeah. So we're not looking at, like, five years, there's going to need to be kind of people understanding robotics. That's a need, yes, but we're trying to focus on what are the skills that are emerging now and for the next six and 12 months so that young people can get a job now because it's an urgent challenge. Um, so that's why we talk about skills of the near future. Um, so that's always happening in our world, and, and, and that means that things pivot. You know, we pivot our programs and change with, with those trends. But I think coming back to the WhatsApp bot, you know, I think I feel like that's going to be a big part of our future because, you know, e-learning has always been available in the Western and the Northern Hemisphere because so many people have good internet access and computers. And I don't think a lot of young people on this continent have had the same access. They haven't had the privilege to that, that kind of learning. So that's why we're so excited about WhatsApp and we talk about it a lot. Well, WhatsApp and chatbots generally, you know, I mean, in five years, who knows if WhatsApp will still be the main platform. But at the moment, it's the thing that most people have in their hands already. So we're moving, removing the barriers to entry. You know, we're, we're, we're going for the easiest access possible. We're, we're, quite, we're quite early on in the journey of doing this, though. So I, I wouldn't say we've completely cracked it, but if we can continue to work out how you make learning on WhatsApp a valuable learning experience, imagine the impact that could have, not just for us, but for the Department of Education, you know, for mainstream education um, as a delivery method. If, so if we can make that work, you know, you could really be talking about a sort of scalable solution for e-learning that works on this continent and, and maybe across the developing world. So that's why we're pushing it so hard at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think, so necessity is sort of like breeds, sort of like innovation. I think that's how the saying goes. Some like that. 
But um, I think why we see um, so much inf innovation coming from the continent is that we're also we're coming from a place of need, you know, um, and we are responding to, to, to our challenges, you know. So mobile banking, you know, why that was um, started here on the continent is because that's, that's, that's the need that we have, you know, and that for me excites me so much um, about the challenges that we have because there's so much more that we're going to see from the continent when it comes to digital. Um, it's also interesting to see how it's almost like it levels out the playing ground. You know, I think we have been so left behind as a continent, but now when you look at digital, when you look at tech, hey man, we are a front runner there, you know, um, which excites me. Um, but I think, yeah, looking at sort of like the reality on the ground, when we are in the schools doing the programs, we actually always realize that no one's, let's take the Department of Education, like you said, no one really prepared our teachers, particularly our rural uh, teachers in, in, in rural and township schools for this homeschooling thing, for this digital, you know, which is why um, when we saw sort of like the lockdown, there was this big fight about like, if your kid is in private school, their education can continue, but if they're not, then, then, then not, you know? And I think for us, it's really about, it's really great to talk about 4IR and to, to, to move to coding and all of that stuff, but the very basics haven't quite been in place, you know? And I think um, that excites me about this program that we're gonna do now about digital literacy, uh, because one of the, the, the modules are, I'm looking at digital tools for the classroom and really going into our township schools and our rural schools, you know, to say, fine, there's still an infrastructure challenge that we have, right? But once, I mean, there's a lot of these corporates who will do, um, yeah, rolling out all of this infrastructure, but now we've got internet and we don't quite know what to do with it, you know? So I think it's really just about, I guess, what Gavin was talking about, like the near future, the stuff that we need like right now, you know? So, um, yeah, it's sort of like, let's look forward, definitely, but then let's make sure that we are equipping people now for us to be able to make that leap that we need to in the future. And I think that that's really the site of the work that we do. Um, I think on my end, um, yeah, I think it's just like what Gavin said, um, just trying to keep up. Like in 2014, the company I worked for didn't exist, like in its current inception. Um, it's now the biggest social media platform, well, the second biggest sort of social media platform, like um, most downloaded app in last year. Um, the job I worked didn't exist two years ago, but still, even in spite of that, like I look at, I'm only 29, but I look at what things like people like who are 20, 21 are doing, and you know, they're already on par with some of the stuff I do. So I think that's, yeah, that's encouraging and it's scary as well, because yeah, you have people who are 20, 21 opening like entire sort of like online stores, websites, stuff like that, and that's something maybe we caught on to when we're 24, 25. So the idea is that, you know, things are always evolving. Like, um, what's true this year won't necessarily be true about digital, um, even in a few months' time. So I think that's the, um, you know, that's the biggest thing, like trying to stay abreast of everything. But, yeah, I think it's just scary and it's encouraging, like how quickly things are changing. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess it's just like trying to keep on par with um, everything that's happening. Questions, anybody? Thanks, Ralph, thanks. Questions, anyone? Yes, yes, questions, comments.
What's your name? Irene. Irene, thank you. That was beautiful. Do you want to comment, Sister Gaza, Gavin? Any comments? My only comment is uh, expect my email. We'll be chatting <laughs> soon. Um, but yeah, I think, look, uh, working with the GCIS really is, 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 is really amazing, and I'm glad that we've been able to, to, to start that because there's quite a lot of work um, that, that, yeah, that needs to happen, you know? And I think with this digital literacy program, it is really about that going into the schools um, and really starting from the basics that we can build um, from that, you know. Um, us being able to partner with as many government departments as possible as well really helps us in doing that. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of the work that we do is only possible through partnerships, you know. So I really, I'm quite serious. I will be emailing you <laughs> to have a conversation about that. Thank you. For our programs, I think you... Check out our socials or our, or our website, so digifyafrica.com, uh, our Facebook, digifyafrica on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our programs. That's the best place to keep track of what's out there, how you can join, register. There's stuff happening all the time. Any more comments? Any more questions? Thank you so much, Gavin Wheel, Digify Africa CEO, Siskatahaze Mohara, Digify Africa CEO and Rafia Maneta, Live Mag alumni. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Happy 10th anniversary, 10th birthday, Digify Africa. Many, many more to come. Keep pushing, keep growing, and congratulations once again. That's for me, Subin Boya Arnold, everybody. Bye. Thank you.